السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد Welcome to our session of Refining of the Soul We will start with a recitation of the Tilawat of the Quran أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وَإِذْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَالْفُرْقَانَ لَعَلَّكُمْ, يت... لعلكم تَهْتَدُونَ صدق الله العظيم We will suffice with this verse uh, as we wanted to read more of the ahadith inshallah for today and the next verse is quite long also This is in line with the previous verse where Allah Ta'ala <coughs> discusses the favors and bounties He's granted the Bani Israel Allah Ta'ala says and remember, إِذْ when أَتَيْنَا We gave Musa the Kitab. In other words, the Torah. وَالْفُرْقَانِ And the Distinguisher. That wow signifies the explanation of what the Kitab is. In other words, the, the Kitab, the Torah, is a Distinguisher. So that you may be guided. Or so that you may remain on the straight path. A very simple verse. In other words, Allah Ta'ala gave <coughs> another one of his bounties was that Allah Ta'ala gave guidance. He gave an instruction. And this instruction was to distinguish between right and wrong. And Allah Ta'ala calls the Quran Furqan as well. This is, this is one of the Quran's name as well. And this is simply because of the fact that the Quran also comes to distinguish between right and wrong. And this is one of the main objectives of the Qur'an to guide us our path in this life as to what is correct, what is incorrect, what is hidayat, guidance, what is misguidance, dalalah. And so the Qur'an dictates and shows us that way. So in this sense, the Qur'an is also Furqan and we have to understand that that is one of the objectives. Even though we will find different types of Miracles, different types of facts, historical facts, and different types of sciences, different different gems. But the ultimate underlying objective of the Quran is to guide mankind towards what that which is right, correct, and a means of guidance, and to guide them away from that which is prohibited, that which is incorrect, that which is wrong. So Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq that we can also take the Quran in the same manner. Now, continuing with our <coughs> ta'aleem. We were on the chapter concerning the blessings and the favor of the barzakh or the realm of the qabr. And we did a hadith talking about the comforts that we would enjoy in the qabr. The next is a set of ahadith telling us that a person, if they do want to keep receiving in the qabr, then there are some practices that they could leave behind. And some of this we've heard before in our lifetime as well. If they do leave these things behind, then when they do go to the qabr, their book of deeds does not close they keep receiving and receiving and receiving. 
That's why our investment should be in the Akhirah. We should give more time for the Akhirah. If we were not giving time before this, we were so indulged into our dunya, into our worldly life. Allah Ta'ala gave us this situation for us to correct ourselves. So now we can give more time to our Akhirah. So we can so 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 we can reserve not just some time for the akhirah some time for my deen and for my religion some time to learn about my deen but we should give more time towards the akhirah and we should invest this is our true investment because this world is only what 20 30 40 50 years if we don't go now in this situation we're going to live for another 30 40 50 maybe 70 or 80 years that's about it so am I going to make my entire life's effort behind 70-80 years and forget that after I leave, after that 70-80 years, I'm going to live for eternity and I didn't prepare anything for that? That makes no sense. <clears throat> so it only makes sense to make a struggle and effort, more of a struggle and effort for that which is permanent, that which is everlasting, than to make such an effort for that which is temporary. How sad it is that we spend so much of our life going after that which will only receive or may receive or may even not for the next 30, 40 or 50 years. And we completely forget about that which we would live for eternity. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Some of the ahadith recited today will tell us what we can do to leave our books open even after we pass. But we should not suffice on these things. We should continue to do those actions which will make our investment in the akhirah more and more richer more and more comfortable, more and more prepared for the Akhirah, that we would be more prepared for the Akhirah. First we'll recite the Arabic, then inshallah the English. An Abi Hurairah أو علم ينتفع به أو ولد صالح يدعو له أخرجه البخاري في الأدب ومسلم أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه نارت الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم said when a person dies then his actions cut off they are broken in other words there is nothing left he cannot do any more actions except three instances or in three conditions or situations number one when he gives a sadaqah, gives charity or spends, and it is everlasting, it is continuous, jariyah. It is continuous. In other words, its benefit uh, reaches out and continues. Until it continues, uh, then the person keeps receiving the reward. So his deeds come to an end, except from three things. That's one. Number two, such knowledge from which benefit continues to be deprived. For example, he writes a book or he's teaching, he teaches students and they continue. So knowledge by which others benefit. And this is obviously religious knowledge because religious knowledge will continue to benefit in the Akhirah. Unlike secular knowledge which will not benefit in the Akhirah. And number three, a pious child who will make dua for him. A pious child that will make dua for the person this is why brothers and elders and sisters we should make an effort to give in the path of Allah especially at this point in time in this situation that we're in 
Sadaqa comes in the hadith as Sadaqa to Rabb. Sadaqa eliminates, erases the anger and wrath of Allah Ta'ala. This may be the wrath of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala in order for that wrath to uplift from us. We should donate in the path of Allah. And we should donate in those causes that will be continuous. <coughs> Similarly, whatever we learn, we should try to teach, even if it may be you know, the minutest amount. And we should make that intention that I want to make my child an ambassador of deen. Be it a hafiz, a alim, a qadi, a mufti, whatever it may be. Even if he does his worldly uh, you know, business or his worldly gains on the side, his main objective should be deen. The next hadith, عن أبي أمامة رضي الله عنه عن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أربعة تجري عليهم أجورهم بعد الموت مرابط في سبيل الله ومن علم علما ورجل تصدق بصدقة فأجرها له ما جرت ورجل ترك ولدا صالحا يدعو له أخرجه أحمد <coughs> The next hadith is quite similar Abu Umam radiallahu anhu narrates from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that four people are such that their rewards continue after death. Number one, the one who guards the border at the time of jihad. Number two, and this could be, it doesn't have to be the time of jihad, though the word does refer to that. It can also mean a person who safeguards the deen, protects the deen, preserves the deen from the interpolation of people from the attacks of and the onslaught of people who are against the deen, etc. Number two, the one that imparts deeny knowledge, the one who teaches deeny knowledge. May Allah Ta'ala make this, these gatherings a, a means for all of us, inshallah, for our rewards to continue in the akhirah. Number three, the person who is given charity, and until that remains, the reward, reward will, be, will continue to be attained. That's why if we give our money to those causes that remain, for example, building masajid, building madaris and makatib, etc., this lasts for a very long time. Or investing in children who would become future scholars and huffad. So this remains for a long time. <coughs> Number four, the one who leaves a pious child who makes dua for him. Again, we should make an intention from now to make our children ambassadors of deen. The next hadith عن جري ابن عبد الله مرفوعا من سن سنة حسنة فله أجرها وأجر من عمل بها من بعده من غير أن ينقص من أجورهم شيء We're going to continue reading the Arabic inshallah and then translate afterwards together عن أبي سعيد القدري رضي الله عنه مرفوعا من علم آية من كتاب الله عز وجل أو بابا من علم أنما الله أجره إلى يوم القيامة أخرجه ابن عساكر عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن مما يلحق المؤمن من حسناته بعد موته علما نشره أو ولدا صالحا تركه أو مصحفا ورثه أو مسجدا بناه أو بيتا لابن السبيل بناه أو نهرا أجراه الحديث أخرجه ابن ماجه وفي رواية عن, رواية عن أنس مرفوعا أو غرس نخلا 
أخرجه أبو نعيم شرح السدور عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله لا يرفع الدرجة للعبد الصالح في الجنة فيقول يا رب أنا لي هذه فيقول باستغفار ولدك لك أخرجه الطبراني وأخرج أيضا عن أبي سعيد الخدري رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يتبع الرجل يتبع الرجل يوم القيامة من الحسنات أمثال الجبال فيقول أن هذا فيقال باستغفار ولدك لك عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنه قال قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما الميت في قبره إلا شبه الغريق المتغوث ينتظر دعوة تلحقه من أب أو أم أو ولد أو صديق فإذا لحقه كانت أحب إليه من الدنيا وما فيها وإن الله تعالى لا يدخل على أهل القبور من دعاء أهل الأرض أمثال الجبال وإن هدي الأحياء إلى الأموات الاستغفار لهم أخرجه البيهقي في شعب الإيمان The next few hadith are somewhat in the same category The next hadith is from uh, Jarir bin Abdullah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And he says that Rasulullah says the one who revives a sunnah will receive its reward and the reward of those who adopt the sunnah thereafter without any lessening or decrease in the rewards of any of them. So we should <coughs> try to innovate ideas and ways by means of which others can benefit, especially in, in, in terms of deen. The next hadith from Abu Sa'id Khudri radiallahu anhu narrates from Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who says, the one that teaches one ayah from the book of Allah, the Qur'an, or a portion from deeny knowledge, even if it be one mas'ala, Allah ta'ala will continue to increase the person's rewards till the day of Qiyamah. This is narrated in Ibn Asakit. Brothers and elders and sisters, we should make an effort to... Hold halaqat of ta'aleem. Even if we learn one hadith every day uh, in this ta'aleem that we're having, we sometimes recite five, six, seven hadith. We recite one or two verses of the Qur'an. This is knowledge. This is a very knowledge, imparting knowledge that a hadith, a hadith are talking about. So let's take this ta'aleem and, and, and spread it out. You don't have to spread this recording. But what you can do is you can now... Uh, you know, you can share it and you can with others. You can also learn it yourself and then share your, impart it yourself to others. Therefore, you'll be part of that chain as well. So again, Rasulullah says, the one that teaches one ayah from the Quran or a portion of knowledge, even if it be one mas'ala, then Allah will continue to increase the person's rewards till the day of judgment. In the next hadith, Abu Hurairah narrates that Rasulullah said, from among the rewards, that a mu'min continues to receive after death is knowledge of deen that he propagated or left behind a pious child or left in his estate a Qur'an or build a masjid or build a lodging place for travelers or had a water canal dug. Ibn Majah. So these are different different uh, ways by which we can leave behind some acts that others can benefit from. That's why you have these efforts. Some people are building... Uh, for example, wells in these uh, drought uh, in these drought uh, uh, areas, grief-stricken areas or poor areas, or they're building masajid 
in the name of their father or whoever uh, the deceased or they're donating Qur'ans. So this is mentioned specifically in hadith. In another narration for Anas radiallahu anhu, it's mentioned planting a tree as well. I remember, subhanAllah, some of our students, uh, they brought a beautiful gift for us. They would actually buy trees in Palestine and uh, donate on our behalf with our name. May Allah ta'ala grant them the best of the akhirah and his pleasure, inshaAllah. The next hadith, Similar, Abu radiallahu anhu narrates that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah ta'ala raises the status of some of the pious in Jannah. The person will say, Oh Lord, from where, do, uh, meaning due to what act have I been granted this? It'll be said, due to your children making dua of forgiveness for you. So this is now going towards leaving children behind who would make dua for the person. This is why we have to inculcate this love of deen, love of dua, love of ibadah within our children. Not by telling them what to do, by showing them, but rather showing them practically that we do it as well. And the next hadith is similar as well. Abu Sa'id Khudu says, Rasul said, On the day of Qiyamah, some people will possess rewards equivalent to mountains. He will ask, where is this from? It will be said, your son was making dua of forgiveness for you. Subhanallah. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu narrates in the next hadith that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said A dead person in the grave is like a drowning person expecting some type of help or dua from his father or mother, son or friend. When it does reach him, it becomes more beloved to him than the world and whatever it contains. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala transmits the duas of the people of the world in the form of rewards meaning the equivalent of mountains, the gift of the living to the dead, is to seek maghfirah and forgiveness for them. This is mentioned in Bayhaqi. So let us make an effort, brothers and elders and sisters, let us make an effort to raise children who are acquainted with deen, who learn the deen, and this must be done through a practical implementation. We have to show our children that deen is important to us. That when salat time comes, nothing else is more important. Every day I must make some time for Quran. Every day I must make some extra salawat. Or make sure I make my salah on time at least. May Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Make sure you recite your surah mulk tonight. If you didn't read your yasin yet, please read that also. We know today is Friday, meaning the night. Uh, we try to make all the you know durood, extra durood sharif on Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Take a shower. Put itr on the next day. Even if we are not able to go to the masjid, we must enact all the sunan and tell Allah, Ya Allah, I've done all the sunan that I'm supposed to do for Jum'ah and I cannot go to the masjid. You know my situation. You give me the full reward. And inshallah, Allah will give us the full reward. Make sure we read our surah Kahf as well, inshallah. Ending with the 99 names, inshallah. We know Abu Hurairah radiallahu anhu narrates in a hadith of Tirmidhi that whoever memorizes these 99 names, then he has entered Jannah. Subhanallah. هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر الخالق البارئ المصور الغفار القهار الوهاب الرزاق الفتاح العليم القابض الباسط الخافض الرافع المعز المذل السميع البصير الحكم العدل اللطيف الخبير الحليم العظيم الغفور الشكور العلي الكبير الحفيظ المقيت الحسيب الجليل الكريم الرقيب المجيب الوحيد 
الواسع الحكيم الودود المجيد الباعث الشهيد الحق الوكيل القوي المتين الولي الولي الحميد المحصي المبدئ المعيد المحي المميت الحي القيوم الواجد الماجد الواحد الأحد الصمد القادر المقتدر المقدم المؤخر الأول الآخر الظاهر الباطن الوالي المتعالي البر التواب المنتقم العفو الرؤوف مالك الملك ذو الجلال والإكرام المقصد الجامع الغني المغني المانع الضار النافع النور الهادي البديع الباقي الوارث الرشيد الصبور May Allah Ta'ala bless us by the means of these 99 names and accept us insha'Allah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh